Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends, you're listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you. We've been talking about prayer. More specifically, beginning to pray. Or maybe re-energizing our prayer. Or maybe just learning some new tricks. I'm going to start today with a verse. Bible verse from Luke. I'm not going to really say much about it to the end, but I just want to sort of set the tone for today's episode with this. From Luke 22, verse 44. Being in anguish, he prayed more fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. Now, we've been talking about prayer. We began being guided by the book Beginning to Pray by Anthony Bloom, that the most important part in the beginning of our spiritual journey is recognizing, one, what we live for, and two, what are we prepared to die for? God, our faith, prayer need to be that important to us. They need to be that central focus. Secondly, to live is to suffer, is to have despair. It is at those moments that we can either find ourselves doubting God, withdrawing from God, or we can use those moments to realize that is actually where we find God, that when we feel the most abandoned, when we're withdrawing from the world, because see, often when we feel empty and separated from God, we feel empty and separated from everything. And so it is an opportunity to begin to knock on the door and to ask God to fill our soul with his spirit. And we knock and we knock and we knock. And if we're persistent and consistent and convicted, it will be an increasing progression that will feel like it's going from depth to depth and height to height. And we can begin to deflect our attention and imagination from distractions. And we just knock and knock and knock on prayer's door. Or more poetically, thank you, Bob Dylan, we can begin knocking on heaven's door. I think that's what he meant. I think old Bob knocks differently maybe than you and me, but I think in many ways his songs, his poems, his melodies are his way of saying, hey, God, it's Bob. Now, as we continually knock, what Bishop Anthony tells us to do or suggests that we do, and I would agree with him, is that we focus inward where God can reach us. It's too easy to look at worldly things to pray about. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I mean, obviously, we should be praying for people to be healed and for peace and our financial situation. But a lot of times, that's going to take us away from God. Sometimes we just got to focus inward. Now, in doing so, we talk about three kind of types of prayers. First of all, there's spontaneous prayers. The goal should be that these are prayers that spontaneously gust from our soul, could be out of happiness, could be out of frustration, could be out of despair, could be out of love, but they gush, they're real, 
We're not just sitting there going, oh, what am I going to pray about? Or we're not just looking at our bank account and going, oh, Lord, give me a little bit more money. But we're literally looking deep within us and we're letting them come out. It's a, it's a gushing of our soul. Secondly, are short, intense prayers, like the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And then thirdly, what one might call ready-made prayers. You know, the Lord's Prayer, creeds, devotionals, prayer books. They all have their place, but all of them should be used to do one thing, to drill deep into our souls, to create the soil for God's Spirit to grow within us. We're creating fertile ground, and we need different tools to do that. Don't get in a rut. You know, don't get in a rut. Just don't say the same thing over and over. Don't, don't make your prayer like a vain repetition. And trust me, a vain repetition could be spontaneous. It could just be sitting there going, what am I going to say today? And, and, it's, and it's nothing. It's meaningless. A vain repetition could be a short prayer said over and over again without considering the words. A short prayer, a, a, a vain repetition could be some long prayer out of a prayer book that you're just reading the words and getting through it as fast as you can. All of it could be vain. We got to focus deep. We got to ask God to hear us. We got to ask God that we'll be able to listen. One thing in beginning to pray that Anthony warns about is thinking that we can sustain prayer throughout our life with nothing but spontaneous prayer. He calls it a childish delusion. When it doesn't gush from our soul, it is just words. And more dangerously, rather than gushing from our soul, they can be empty words. Not coming from despair or love for God, but more selfish places. Spontaneous words where we're not listening, we're not trying to hear God. We are the ones doing the talking and that is all we are doing. There's no listening. There's no opening ourselves to the Spirit. We've got to be careful. And this is where short prayers, like the Jesus prayer, can help us. They can give us focus. They can help root us in our conviction to pray, focusing on what the most basic elements of faith are in order to keep us straight. Just consider these words. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner, said by Christians for 2,000 years. Consider them. Each time you pray them, Christ is your Lord. He is the creator He is all. He sustains everything. You are in need of mercy because you are a sinner. It reminds you to keep your humility. It reminds you why you need God. It keeps you on your knees. It keeps you empty. And our hope is that is exactly what he gives us. Mercy, forgiveness, salvation. And then the longer ready-made prayers, prayers have a place too. Your morning prayer book or your evening devotion. They help us consider our salvation and place in creation from those saints and holy people who've walked before us and walked with us. They ground us. They remind us that we're not alone in our journey inward. There's a place for all three, the spontaneous, the short, powerful, the ready-made, longer ones. They all have a place. Some early Christian writers said this. It's it's referenced in a couple of places. No one's really sure who said it. But you can only imagine the early Christians 
in the catacombs, being fed to lions, being killed for their faith. You can imagine when ancient writers say this, what it meant. Give your blood and God will give you the spirit. Now Christ knew that, didn't he? Back where we started, being in anguish, he prayed more fervently and his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. There is no more powerful tool that God has given you in this life than prayer. Are you getting the most out of it? Are you squeezing life out of it? Are you approaching every day with the conviction that the most important thing you do that day will be prayer? Because nothing else will draw you closer to God. Nothing else will give you as great an opportunity to open your soul to God. And it might be painful. You might despair. You might wonder if you'll be forgiven. You might wonder where your path is going to lead. You might feel like you're literally bleeding. But you're not alone. Christ bled. Many before you have bled. Many now bleed. That's spirit. Because after all, that is the price, isn't it? Everything. God wants everything from you. Your blood. Use every prayer tool in your arsenal to bleed. Go inward. Give him everything. Let your soul bleed, and God will give you the spirit. From Romans 8, 26, 27, as we end. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Keep knocking on that door, my friends. Go inward. Try spontaneous prayers from your heart, from your soul, from your despair. Try short, powerful prayers that direct us to God. Try prayers from those holy people that have walked before us and taught us how to pray that we can learn from and do all of them with the urgency that if we don't do it, we'll never be who we're supposed to be. If we don't know what it's like to bleed in prayer, will we ever be fully human? Will we ever be that which God created us to be? It's real simple. It doesn't matter how smart you are. It does not matter how wealthy you are. It does not matter what you've done in your life, good or bad. Right now is your opportunity, is your moment to bleed on your knees, to open your heart to God, to let his spirit in and find out, to find out what prayer, real deep inward prayer can do to your life. Till next time, my friends, I'll put my happy face on. Aim high. Spread your wings. Don't be afraid to bleed a little because that will keep your eyes on the things that matter. Till next time, I'm your host, Siloan. Peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. 
Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.